Hi, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. Today we have on special guest, Shanti Dechen. Shanti is the founder and director of Aroma Apothecary Healing Arts Academy, a Naha Level 3 approved school. Her extensive training includes certified clinical aromatherapy practitioner and teacher, herbology, plant medicine, massage therapy, and other healing modalities, including qi ni song, visceral rejuvenation, body-mind clearing, lymphatic drainage, acupressure, craniosacral therapy, Asian healing arts, applied kinesiology, polarity, medical qi gong, nutrition, reflexology, energy medicine, stress management, and meditation. Shani has worked in clinical settings and studied in a variety of healing modalities for the last 40 years in the U.S., Canada, Germany, Thailand, and the Caribbean. We have her on today to talk about her book and course. Her book, called Harmonized Aromatherapy for Seasonal Wellness, interconnects various aspects of natural healing to support your health throughout the seasons. Discover the multifaceted approach to a harmonious balance of the body, mind, and spirit. Explore nature's healing powers of plant medicine through herbs, flower essences, hydrosols, essential oils, aromatherapy blends, and natural healing modalities to create a multidimensional environment for healing. Please enjoy the show. Shanti Deachin here on the line with me. Shanti, where are you calling us from today? From Crestone, Colorado. Crestone, Colorado. And how long have you been there? I have lived here since um, 2010. Uh, I've been visiting in this area since 2002 because one of my Buddhist teachers um, has a center here, and that's one of the first things that attracted me to it. I'm from Colorado, though, and I've lived all over the western slope in the mountains of Colorado, but this is more in the central south area. It's uh, just about two and a half hours north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, wow. And, you know, I think um, I I grew up in the south, and I kind of always told my family I wanted to get out out west to the mountains. I grew up in the flat part of the south, so I know there's the Appalachians, but I wanted always to come out west. And so what was it like uh, growing up in Colorado and being around some of the most beautiful and epic uh, nature areas that we have in the lower 48? Well, I feel very blessed. Um, I've traveled around the world, and I ended up coming back to Colorado. Basically, I could have lived anywhere I wanted, including I lived in the Virgin Islands and Victoria, British Columbia, which are really beautiful. But there's something that really connected me here, and I don't, you know, obviously it's the mountains. You know, we Mm -hmm. have many, many 14,000-foot peak mountains, and right now I live at the base of this whole mountain range called the Sung day Krista Mountains, which there's many of them that are 14,000 foot peaks. And I think, you know, as a child, there was a freedom for me in being in that sense, because you can look out, um, you know, Denver, you just look up at the mountains, but there was something so majestic for me about the mountains. 
And then my family also spent um, every weekend, we had a house in Grand Lake, Colorado. So I spent all day just trooping through the woods. Um, it was a time when, when parents let kids go out there in nature on their own. And, um, you know, I had brothers and sisters that were with me. But um, I always felt really comfortable in nature. Yeah. I I feel that every time I, I step outside, even I'm still in like a neighborhood and stuff, but being able to kind of see the mountains and the mountain, fresh mountain air is so different than living in a city. It's just nothing, nothing ever compares to it. And I always kind of feel right back home. But you, so that's, you know, you were, you grew up around nature. You, you felt uh, connected to it. But what was your first experience with natural medicine? Well, I think it came really young. Um, the first time that I was interested in herbs probably came from my studies in grade school about the Native Americans and how they worked with all these different plants. And then when I was out in the woods in Grand Lake, I started looking at the juniper berries um, on the juniper trees and picked a few of them. And then I'd go back and study them um, in this Native American herb book that I got. And it kind of started from there. And then I took different classes and learned about infusions and how to do teas and decoctions. And um, there was a, it was an natural connection. Let's just say that. It was like, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. I I kind of a little envious because, you know, coming back after going to school, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, coming back and finding a, a connection to this aspect of life, I, I realized like, wow, I, I wish I would have known this about from the beginning, but um, you had that opportunity. So, so when would, when did you start to decide that like, that is what you want to do with the rest of your life and as a career and, well, as I mentioned in the book, Harmonized Aromatherapy, that I wrote, you know, my mom um, had a gallbladder operation when I was 14, and she died because they nicked her large intestine, and she got septic poisoning within 24 hours. And somehow, it might have been a subconscious thought about, hmm, I'm going to stay away from hospitals as much as I can. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I didn't have that immediate trust um, that, you know, many people do about Western medicine. I was like, mm, you know, uh, I don't know. And But there was an ease. It wasn't that I was resisting something. It was almost like that I got... Um, naturally guided into it. So I was also really interested in massage therapy um, and started learning that. Um, I, I was a massage therapist by the time I was 20. And, if, you know, I, that I actually only took three years of formal college, but then I took, you know, 15,000 hours of other trainings on mm-hmm. body mind and emotions um and but part of what i learned um i don't know if you've ever heard of evergreen state college which is in olympia washington but they have this um 
really amazing program on body-mind, and it works with all the ologies, anatomy, physiology, neurology, embryology, psychology, sociology, and that was an amazing grounding for me to recognize that. And that was the first time that I started writing research papers on the meridians and the five elements. Um, so it was in school, and then I did small presentations at that time. Um, so, And then it's just continually been unwinding. But I always look at it like a mandala of healing. You know, our witness and presence is like in the middle. And then all of our thoughts, our actions, our daily habitual patterning, what do we eat, how do we take care of ourselves, do we move, do we exercise, are we enjoying being on this planet? Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, just going back to my mother's death, that was the time when I lost my mother was somehow I had the earth become my mother. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I didn't really totally recognize that for years later, the connection that I have with the earth. Like when I would be traveling around, we would stop wherever we were and we would watch the sunset. Yeah. And, you know, to me, just that embrace of all those different colors and the clouds and what takes place is quite beautiful. And so I think that, you know, as I've traveled and in the presence of even my daily life now, it's the beauty. I always connect with the beauty of nature and how lucky I am to be witnessing this. And as I do that, it brings a sense of gratitude into my own life, which, if they looked at it on a neurological level, helps to create um, immune stimulation, um, you know, more happy uh, hormones and the mm-hmm. dopamine, all of that. It's quite interesting. So it's the little things in life. I've tried to make my life easier and simpler. Mm-hmm. And each thing that I do has basic intention behind it generally. And that keeps me balanced. And I, I feel like that's just a really good segue into your book, um, Harmonized Roman Therapy, which is a big reason why, why we're here today. And um, you know, talking about your book and your uh, course that goes with it, uh, I wanted to know, I guess you kind of answered, but if you want to go into more detail, what inspired you to write this book? Or um, I guess I did want to know what came first, maybe the book or the course and how you kind of came about the idea. Oh, the the book came first, mm-hmm. and somehow, you know, with my aromatherapy school, I seemed to create a course out of everything. Mm-hmm. I felt like that doing the course in addition to the book really helped to, for people to unwind this, um, you know, and to realize what's in there. Step, kind of step by step, because I think that, you know, in course materials, when you write things or you witness or you look at a video, you get it deeper and you can reflect upon that on yourself. And one of my main inspirations for writing the book is if I could assist one person to regain the balance 
of their body, mind, and emotions and to help them release the suffering. And, and I'm so lucky I got the opportunity to read your book um, in preparation for this interview. And uh, we sell it at the Naha store, so everybody else knows it. Um, but could you tell us a little bit how you how you broke down this book? Because I thought you did it so well in such a kind of a meaningful way that um, lets people come about it naturally and come about the aspects of it naturally. So will you kind of tell us how you broke it down? Well, I think that the foundation of it was really looking at the principles of holistic medicine. Um, and I'll just, I want to convey just a couple of these, which is everyone has the innate power to heal. And as I mentioned previously, we are nature. We're not part, you know, separate from that and to recognize that. And I think that's why, you know, the idea of working with the elements and then bringing in um, the hydrosols, the essential oils, the herbs, the flower essences and healing modalities of each element, for me, it was a big aha like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that works. And, you know, <laughs> I, and also to, for others to be able to recognize it's not just using an essential oil. You have to be able to have uh, the nutrition, you know, the exercise, the time for meditation and prayer, which to me is that fundamental reflection time that you get to witness your thoughts and really take a look at what's happening in your mind as it's so busy and scattered. So then what that means is everything on the outside that you're witnessing in the environment is going to be scattered. Whatever we have in our mind stream is what's reflected. And again, that goes back to the elements. It's like that grounding point. Then we can start to build on that and anchor ourselves in that inner witness instead of going 10 directions at once. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to start with the earth element. Um, You know, I'm, I'm a Pisces, so I'm kind of like a dandelion that's going to seed that could have. (laughs) I'm a Pisces too, so I get it. Yes. (laughs) It goes everywhere. And so for years, every day, I would wake up and do this grounding where I would really connect with the bottoms of my feet. I would really start to feel what that feels like. And then also the abdomen, right? That's the center. That's Mm -hmm. our center um, is, is to be able to connect there and just by doing that and creating that habitual patterning, and I might say that a few times, but whatever we do every day is that habitual patterning. If there's something that's imbalanced, then even if we just take one step to be able to unwind that and create a new healthy patterning for ourselves, you know, say for instance saying, oh, I'm going to eat better nutrition, I'm not going to eat anything that's processed or in a box, (laughs) you know, so that's one step Mm -hmm. towards, you know, moving forward. And I think, I, and I really do like the aspect of the book. It says aromatherapy, but you do bring into so many other elements of it. You bring in the meditation. You bring in um, time for self-care and appreciation of nature and taking things step by step. And you talk about 
herbal medicines and other capacities too. And um, that was my next question was, so the earth element is the element you focused on. And now that I know you're a Pisces too, I'm like, wow, that does make sense. Because I think every day I have to remind myself to just take a moment and just appreciate while I'm here and settle into being awake again and alive and having another day. Um, and cause I'm so easy to like jump up and like, okay, what do I have to do first and branching out and trying to reinvent myself again? Sometimes it feels like, and, um, taking a step in and that it, it kind of now really makes sense because the earth element is the one you really focus on. And then, then you go into the different seasons. Well, when I first learned about the five elements in my 20s, I was really, I liked the idea. I went, oh, that's really interesting. And, you know, but it was kind of, uh, seemed a little far out there in some ways. And, but then I started learning about all of these connecting correspondences. Say, for instance, the seasons, the emotions, and then also the virtues. So say, for instance, um, for the earth element, you know, it's really about that sense of grounding, as I've mentioned, but the um, emotion about it that we can get caught up is worry or overthinking. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when we do that, it just gets our mind spiraling. And that if you can get, keep yourself grounded and centered, which is more like that virtuous connection, that is the stability. That's the foundation that's really important. And to be grounded means you're focused, you're clear, you're well balanced. You make sensible choices for yourself, and you have really good personal boundaries. So that gives you, again, the foundation to be able to connect all of these other elements. Now, it's interesting because if you see a five-element chart, they're all the earth is not in the center. They're all feeding the next one. And when I realize, I mean, let's take, for instance, like the water element nourishes the wood element, right, so that the trees grow. And then the wood nourishes the fire element. And so, right, you put wood into a wood stove and you've got a fire. Then the fire nourishes the earth. So they do say that forest fires are actually really nourishing because that has to be able to clear that and to provide different nourishment for the earth. And then the earth actually supports what's called the metal element, right? Think of mm-hmm. gold from the earth, that connection. So to me, the more I studied it, the more ahas that I got. And it also made it easier to observe my inner self and to notice any areas that needed rebalancing before there's a chronic issue. And that's been kind of my creed or health maintenance is, okay, I need to observe what's happening here. Whether it's like, oh, I got a sore lower back or something's going on with my knee. Okay, let me see if I can stretch it out with some yoga. Okay, let me see if, you know, uh, a 
Dead Sea Salt shower scrub would help to relieve that. What are the emotions that I'm feeling here? Mm-hmm. Um, I just heard, actually, it was a Naha webinar last night by Florian Berkmeyer, and he had this great saying, to feel is to heal. And I just thought that was brilliant because, again, going back to being a Pisces, I feel everything. Everything. <laughs> times more than anybody else does except for other Pisces. And I didn't know that. (laughs) That People didn't recognize that. But to me, that has been a gateway to my healing. Because even, you know, if I'm around somebody and they're going through a difficult time, as in my healing practice over 40 years, I ended up taking it on. I could feel it in my body. So the quicker I could release it, which I do a lot of Qigong and yoga to be able to move it through has really helped me. So I know what my own presence feels like and how it feels when it's grounded, center, and balanced. And I think how you kind of, and you broke down the emotional aspects of each season um, and how that kind of correlates. And it just, it flows so well and how it not only correlates with um, a year's worth of changing, but how it correlates with your, your whole life and um, how it seems like, you know, spring is young birth, you're, you're growing and summer is like such a, a youthful time of your life and you're, you're um, coming into your own and um, you start fading into the season. So I, I think you did it really well. And I think poetically is where I find some harmony with it. Um, I wanted people to be able to engage with it and see something about themselves, uh, you know, to be able to connect. Um, And what's interesting also about the earth element is that abdominal brain, uh, it's called the brain gut connection. Yes. Uh I also put in there that, you know, it's really coming forward into science now too, how important that is. Um, And that's been a a really, um, so I wanted to be able to address that. And I also, for the earth element, connected the seed essential oils. You know, because I feel like that if we can take those seeds and nourish them, then we get the growth that we need. Um, but then if you go into like the autumn, to me, it was the main intention for that was about how to strengthen your immune system. Because I rarely, I think in the last 20 years, I've been sick twice and it was for about two days. And so I really began to notice that whatever you do the season before sets up your immune system for the next season. If people aren't taking care of themselves in the fall, then the tendency to get sick in the winter is there. So it was a really interesting observation um, that I got to look at. And the the different essential oils for the the autumn are specifically for the respiratory system. And I chose some tree oils like pine, fir, cypress, and spruce because the tree limbs 
are similar in structure to the bronchioles of the respiratory system. If you look at the bron- if you look at an anatomy chart, and you'll see the bronchioles there, and then you look at the tree. They're very similar. So that, to me, is that um, you know using it as what I would call a plant ally. So things that will nourish that part of the system. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about, more about that, that gut brain connection. Cause I actually, that was a very interesting aspect. And I think it translates so well to everyday life and everyday nutrition and balance and, um, being uncomfortable in your gut is just being uncomfortable and kind of it, it like hurts you mentally. You can't focus. You kind of are depressed. You don't feel good about yourself. And, um, if you want to elaborate on that some more, I would, would love to talk about that. Well, that was another part with, um, I was, um, I've been trained in what's called Chi Zong, which is Chi organ massage. Um, and I was one of the, um, the principal, um, instructors as well, uh, for many years on that. And it really made that deeper connection how each one of the internal organs which I just mentioned how the autumn is connected to the lungs, right, mm-hmm. um, with respiratory system, and that's where we carry grief. So to me, the whole essence really of the, um, the gut brain is how we're connected on an emotional level. You know, if we were an animal, then we would have more protection. Like think of the turtle or something, right? He's his abdomen. Or dogs, you know, they only turn over and let you rub their belly when they're happy. Right. And they feel safe. But here we as humans, man, we got it all out front. <laughs> continuing energy constantly coming uh-huh. at us. And, you know, so I think that also it's what we're eating. Um, Mm -hmm. And I will say that, you know, over the years, there's been, I've noticed somewhat of an increase of people taking essential oils internally. And when I started to think about what that does, um, if you'll just allow me this minute to. Sure. Yes. through my thought process with this because I think it was an important point of also why I wanted to write a book to help people to understand that they can take herbs internally um, noticing the precautions but that the essential oils are the most concentrated herbal medicine that we have there's nothing like that on an herbal remedy Um, and when you think about the power of the antibacterials, antifungals, antivirals, you put it in your throat, and those are very tender mucous membranes. So your body's not really going to like that so much. Um, you know, it's like eating a jalapeno or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get, you know, scar tissue down the throat. You get into the stomach. It starts to do things to the stomach enzymes. It goes through the liver. Then when it gets, if it does get to the intestines, then it starts to break down the probiotics. 
Now, probiotics are these little uh, microbes that go in there that actually help us digest food and, you know, so that our systems are regular and healthy. If you put in a bunch of, it's no different taking internal um, essential oils as it is antibiotics. It's going to kill it all. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... And, you know, one more thing about the what's called the enteric brain, it contains a hundred million neurons more than the spinal cord. That's a wow. Lot. Wow. Yeah. So that <laughs> yes. is, it's this giant communication area. So there are significant neurotransmitters such as serotonin, dopamine, glutamine, neuronephrine that are found in this enteric brain. 95% of the body's serotonin, known as the antidepressive or ecstatic molecule, is located there, along with significant cells of the immune system, which is also the inflammatory network. So I could probably spend the whole interview just... I do think so. that's fascinating because it, it does seem like the more disconnected we are from food, the more disconnected we are. And the food we eat, if we don't, if we don't have any stake in making it, cultivating it, um, the more disconnected we are from our bodies. It feels like we, we have no control over how they react to almost anything or emotionally, physically. Um, and, and I see that in people who are, I guess, go, go, go all the time and, you know, cook frozen meals or eat fast food is they, they kind of do seem disconnected. And, um, I know from even my own life coming back and forth and falling in and out of really good eating habits, just how much more soulful and better I feel within myself when I'm, when I'm doing well with it. And so that's so interesting to notice that it's related to all these hormones and to even our immune responses. Well, I've always had the feeling that food is my medicine, and somehow I got connected with good uh, nutrition, you know, again, when I was 20. A lot happened when I was 20. I introduced all of this different information, and I was like, yes, this makes sense to me. And so, you know, um, since I live over 8,000 feet in the mountains here, I do eat a little bit of chicken or beef once in a while just because I need a little bit more uh, red blood cells. But I was vegetarian for 25 years, um, and really until I got here and realized that my body needed a little bit more. But it's usually just vegetables and fruit mm -hmm. <laughs> and some nuts, you know, and a little bit of chocolate. That's good for the soul. We know that. <laughs> Science. <laughs> kind of wanted to do uh, a brief uh, about the winter, too, which to me, so you've got the earth element, you've got the autumn to strengthen your immune system. Then you go into the winter restoration, nourishment. And how many people actually do that, that they take a little bit more time just to lay low. And it seems like in the modern world, you know, when we have electricity, it can be on until 2 in the morning. You know, we've got the iPads that are always interesting yes. to see something. <laughs> um, it, somehow, to me, it really um, 
uh, it, it kind of blanked that out, and that is really this downtime. And the element that the winter is connected to is the water element, and the different uh, uh, um, internal organs are the kidneys and the adrenals and the bladder and the sexual organs. And why I think that's important, because in Chinese medicine, the water element, particularly the kidneys, it's like the yin of the yin. And what the yin is, is in. It's in. It's deep. It's like the presence of women are more yin, right, where Mm -hmm. men are more yang. But you know, taking that time. And to me, there's also this intuitive nature that appears when you can learn to quiet yourself more. Um, And it could be just going to bed an hour earlier. Um, You know, I talk a lot about the aromatherapy baths in the winter restoration. And to me, I do a tremendous amount of healing, whether it's just, you know, going through my thought stream and seeing, you know, if there's something that's a glitch that needs to kind of be worked out in my mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So the winter herbs, one of them is ashwagandha, and it is an aptogenic that improves your ability to respond to stress. Now, I don't only take that in the winter but I take it whenever I feel like I need that um, to give the communication to my body. Now, when I say that, um, you know, when you take an herb or use a flower essence, essential oils, um, any of that, you're asking that plant to help you to come back to rebalance to notice what's happening in your body, what's happening in your mind, what's happening in your emotions. If you just um, try to <laughs> to create healing on one level, it may not be full. It may not be fully balanced. So I think that, again, to me, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to write this book was to really get that point across that this takes a commitment, like what you were saying about your food, um, you know. But as you wake up the next morning, you can say, okay, today I'm going to be my own best friend. I call myself my own best cheerleader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do it today. Okay, I need to exercise a little more. Okay, do it. <laughs> because in truth, nobody else is going to do that for you. Right. Um, so the more you connect and you can really have that self-love for you is great. Um, and then a part, the other part of the winter goes through carrier oils, which I think are really important because that's about, you know, replenishing the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, going back to the water element, if we don't drink enough water, then we're going to have tendency towards more dry skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that is a huge piece that most people don't do. They don't drink enough, you know, water these days. All these fancy drinks and, you know, um, so. Anyway. You, and you just need some, it doesn't have to be ice cold, just some 
good fashioned it could room temperature tap water is just as good as anything else i i always find it funny when people are like i don't like the taste of water i'm like what taste <laughs> it's just water your body needs it trust me <laughs> yeah it's interesting and well let me i saw actually just saw this um on a facebook post the other day how in city water now there's all these microplastics. So I would suggest that you do get some kind of filtered. filters. Filtered water, um, yes. Yeah, you know. But room temperature, I'm glad that you brought that up because room temperature is way better for your body. Because yes. if you're drinking cold water or iced water, then it's like, you know, putting a refrigerator in your stomach and then you try to eat. Well, the food's just going to sit there. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Yes. You know, warm, warm water is really good. And probably only for about a month out of the year do I actually put any kind of ice. And that's in the middle of the summer um, just to get it a little cooler. But otherwise, it's always warm. Mm-hmm. So that's And then for the spring, to me, the intention was about cleansing inside and out. So that's the environment, the household cleaning products, and really taking a look at what you're cleaning with. You know, that could be a cause of people's allergies. It's just the cleaning products they're using. Um, and realizing that a lot of what's on the, the basic grocery stores um, can be very toxic. So, And then the other part of that is internal cleansing. So... To some people, it might be like, oh, that sounds really bad. (laughs) No. It's really difficult, but it's actually really easy. And I usually do at least once a year, if not, you know, twice a year. And to me, that just includes increasing your water intake. And I like to use lemon juice, not lemon essential oil, but lemon juice, half a lemon in water is usually how I start my day. And that's a really good way because it's very cleansing to the liver. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing about the liver, you know, it's the largest organ in the body. It weighs about three pounds and it, it has over 500 functions. It is really very busy. And if you can keep that happy, you know, that is going to be a tremendous foundation for a healthy body, is your liver. Now, it's interesting because we were talking about the emotions. So the liver is connected to the spring element, um, which is wood. So it's the liver and gallbladder. And the liver holds the emotions of anger, resentment, and jealousy. So it's all those really thick, gnarly emotions, anger, resentment. So, But the other side of that, on a virtuous side, is about kindness and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the piece, too, when I realize to do that for myself, to be kind to myself. Like, you know how throughout the day you might hear yourself say, oh, that's a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. But when I hear myself say that, I go, 
Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yes. I have to do that multiple times and stop myself and be like, it's okay. Like, don't be mad at yourself. You'll figure it out and go back to that positive self talk (laughs) afterwards. So I do that. Yeah. When we think that our thoughts create these neurotransmitters, these messages that mm-hmm. start in the brain, then they go through, the, you know, the rest of the nervous system, the endocrine system, then it's through the blood. It goes everywhere. What if we truly are the, you know, the messages of our brain is what's our in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's that part of that also the internal cleansing part, even if you just eat, you know, lots of vegetables and greens and do different types of herbs um, that help to do that cleansing. Um, you know, one of the spring flower essences is yarrow, mm-hmm. which is really, and I particularly like the pink yarrow. And because it imparts a sense of groundedness again, and it helps for those who lack a good, confident sense of self. So in relation to what we were just talking about, it's like, how can we make a better relationship with ourselves? Mm -hmm. Start with that. (laughs) Then on the outside world, things will look better, honestly. So for the summer, okay, that's the brightest time of the year. Um, It's the hottest time. And I really wanted to focus on flowers, right, because that's really when they're blooming. And one of my favorite summer flowers is hibiscus. Um, It's a beautiful flower, widely grown through the world. It's not an aromatic, but it is used in many different types of herbal products. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways I like to do it is in um, sun tea because it's cooling. So I used, you know, the dried hibiscus. Um, Again, it's cooling. It assists in healthy body temperature, supports circulation, and encourages fluid balancing. So that's also in the circulatory system as well as the lymphatic system. Um, And it's really uplifting because it's also, you know, used for people. It's like the open-hearted flower to me. And I usually like to use the red hibiscus um, to be able to do that. And another one is uh, that I like to use as a flower essence is impatience. And just as the name implies, the flower <laughs> essence reduces impatience. So I think that's a really great one to take on summer family trips. Mm. Now, flower essences are quite different than just regular essential oils, and I talk about that in the in the book. Um, and I even have a little two-hour webinar that I go through how to make your own flower essences. I want oh, yeah. to talk about one more flower, which is red hollyhock, and it's for people that suffer from depression, loss of faith, and hope. So red hollyhock helps to enhance their awareness of being fully present with joy and optimism in whatever situation they're in. So it helps to lighten the spirit um, of joy, optimism, and enthusiasm. So I've actually, you know, have 
um, a lot of flower essences that I've made just from our own botanical garden and started learning about that aspect. The one thing about the flower essences, they're a lot more subtle um, than the essential oils because they don't have a scent um, or aroma, but they work really well with internal emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the summer, I also go into different types of hydrosols, as well as creating your own um, natural first aid kit. If you're traveling or doing a family travels or whatever, um, to be able to have these, you know, flower essences, hydrosols, um, essential oils, uh, different carriers like aloe vera, um, to be able to help you if things um, go bad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I really do like how you incorporated all these different aspects. When I saw the hibiscus, I was like, oh, wow. Like I didn't, I I kind of never thought about hibiscus as something that could help me in any capacity. I've had hibiscus tea before, but I was just like, oh, it's a tasty drink. And to see that there are all these good benefits from flowers that we probably... uh, take for granted if we don't assume they make an essential oil. And so having you bring that all together has actually kind of uh, joyously expanded my uh, appreciation for just every aspect of nature and not just the things that bring us essential oils. Excellent. Yeah, it is. There's, there's a wide world out there (laughs) of different things. And even, you know, if people chose like hibiscus, you know, and aloe vera and went, oh, that's great. And I think the more you put your awareness on these different seasons, the more that you'll be able to um, integrate, you know, new flower essences and such. So, um, and I want to, I think this is a good segue because we talked about so much about personal care and how you can help heal yourself to just be happier and avoid, you know, sickness and illness and chronic syndromes. And, um, we, we had a little chat the other day and I couldn't believe it. And I guess if you want to go ahead and tell me your, your secret, haven't had any antibiotics in the past how many years how long? <laughs> since since I was 18 and now I'm 61 61 so I, I've just been using natural healing modalities my whole life and somehow I really had a commitment to that you know but I you know if I broke my bone or something I wouldn't just patch it with lavender I would go right. to the doctor so I think that, you know, there's, um, I think Western medicine is really great at surgeries and patching things up. Yes. You know, but as far as health maintenance, I think that is a, a responsibility we each have to take on for ourselves. And it seems like those things like chronic pain or chronic migraines or intestinal problems are things that are, those are the things that take people down. It's the little, the little um, inconveniences day after day after day are the things that just really drain at your soul and your energy. Um, And I think being able to have a a wide range of help um, without having to take time out of your day all the time just to make a doctor's appointment, um, but being able to have your kind of own knowledge database to know what little things you need that can help these little things. But I, I wanted to ask, like, why do you think, uh, 
people struggle so much with personal care and, and self-care. And you did kind of touch on it in your book and being a woman and why we, we, we struggle so much to um, do more for ourselves and our own care. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and that goes along with the adrenals. Somehow we're trained that, you know, other people take precedence all the time. And, you know, as a mother, that is true 24-7. Um, when those, when you have babies, that's, you know, <laughs> you sacrifice mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. But then there is time to be able to, you know, replenish. And again, it goes back to that water element for the winter, but it's not only winter. We have to learn to replenish for ourselves. And I think it's been, you know, challenging, um, in particularly in our lifetimes because we we have gone out into the workforce we are taking care of families we've got a lot more on our plates but i think when we come to the time that we just say hey this is my time and to recognize that that is not um um let me see it is crucial Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, oh, a day at the spa. It's like every day, even if it's 10 minutes, even if mm-hmm. it's the last hour before you go to sleep. You know, it is crucial to be able to do this self-care. And I think it's finally coming when you realize how many people, uh, particularly women, have all these different diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that are becoming more rampant. Where Heart disease. What heart disease is a huge has a huge impact on the female population, and um, yes. it's only been increasing. And you just wonder what what we're missing that we're not doing for ourselves to help that. And I, yeah, right. I I, th- I think part of it is um, you know we're taught to not be so selfish, and I think taking ten minutes out of your day is okay. It's not selfish. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. What do they tell you when you get on the plane? Put your, put your own face mask on before helping the kids next to you. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. And somehow we forgot that. And I don't know if it was patterning, you know, from our mothers, our grandmothers, um, you know, but most of that generation got to, you know, work inside the house. And I think it's been, um, it's pretty stressful. You know, most people need to have a two-family two income or two to support the house now. So that that's changed a lot. And, you know, just how things ebb and flow as we all recognize that for ourselves and not when we're totally exhausted or we end up with a chronic disease, but before that time and just say, okay. And, you know, maybe the first times that you actually consciously do that, you will, you might feel guilty or something, but, you know, be your own best cheerleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Go for that. Mm-hmm. So do you have any just advice for anybody who, who's been trying to craft this regimen of self-care and meditation, but who struggles with consistency and falls in and out of patterns? And, and I'm speaking mostly on behalf of myself, who sometimes does really well with it and then sometimes um, drops the ball and then I, I get wound up and till the point where I'm like, if I don't take a day for myself, I'll explode. How do we keep a consistency with it? 
Well, you know, it's, it depends on if, you know, there's visual, kinesthetic, and auditory learners. So each one of us have the ability. Some people can do all three of those. So, for instance, you know, whether uh, if you're visual, then make a video for yourself, you know, that says, Hi, how are you doing today? This is what I, you know, would hope for you. This is my intention that I want you to enjoy radiant health, that I want you to have freedom from physical and suffer- emotional sufferings. This is what I want for you. Just like you're talking to your own best friend or a family member that you really care about. Do a little five-minute video for yourself. And when that shows up, you know that you're going, oh, I really need to go back to the video. See yourself. Reflect back to yourself. Um, You know, if you're auditory, you can actually do a little tape for yourself that says that. Um, And then if you're kinesthetic, remember a time that you felt happy and balanced. So in my mind, I have this beautiful wild um, flower field on top of a mountain. It's almost like in the sound of music or something. That makes me really happy just to think about that. So when I get into like a rough space, that's what I think about. Um, and as far as the kinesthetic or pick up those flowers or smell that essential oil so I can make the connection back to myself again. Because it is like that we lose the connection. And so, you know, it's like a battery, you know, if the wires aren't connected, it's not going to work. So how do we create that for them ourselves? So that's just some examples. Again, you just have to figure out if you're auditory, if you learn things by hearing, or if you're visual, if you learn things by looking at something, or if you're kinesthetic, do you have to feel it in your body? So that's what I would say. That's awesome. I I love coming away from these talks with just like a better understanding of myself and how to how to better myself because coming from a a place where, you know, I I feel like I have to be go 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 all the time and always so connected social media and things like that and making talking to someone who's like just take time for yourself, reflect on the good, take time in nature, look at all these other aspects of your life. It's always so refreshing and reminds me of like why this field is so important and the work you guys are doing is so important because it, it's getting back to to better health, uh holistic health um for the whole body uh inside and out and sharing that with others is I think the the best thing we can do. And, um, I definitely feel better every time uh, I reconnect in this aspect. So, so thank you so much. And we're about to come to our time. So I did want you to have a chance to, um, plug your class in your course. I think it would be awesome for people to take it and let them know about a special deal we have going on. If they've listened this far in the podcast. Okay. Well, um, I'm really happy to be able to offer this this work to you, and I felt like that it was important to me on my 60th year to be able to to write this down and to offer it to others because I've been like my own um, 
<laughs> research project for 4060s. I've used holistic healing. I know that this works. And so that was really another intention why I wanted to share this. And I am offering $20 off um, the aroma, harmonized aromatherapy for seasonal wellness course and that there's the textbook that comes with it. There's over six and a half hours of video on it um, and so you'll be able to really put this together and integrate this into your own life, how it best works for you. And um, so the discount code is thanks to you. So it's an uppercase T-H-A-N-K-S the number two and the letter U. Thanks to you, because I really do appreciate all of my students over these years who have helped make me who I am as well. I appreciate your love, your support, and that we can share in this pathway of healing. Uh, do you have uh, websites or um, any other places oh. that they can find you and the work you do? Yes, thank you. Um, the school that I've had since 2002 that's a NAHA-approved aromatherapy school is Aroma Apothecary Healing Arts Academy. Now, if you look at the acronym of that, it's AHA. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to name it that. It's kind of a long name. So the website URL is just learn aroma.com I hope we get to have you at the uh, Naha 2020 conference I know you were at the 2018 one and uh, you gave a lecture and um, it was really awesome and so I I hope you're going to be able to be there again and so people who can connect with you there and connect with Naha and um, you can also it is a Fabulous conference. Sorry yes. for interrupting. Fabulous conference. So I hope that all of you who are listening um, can can join us for that. Yes, and tickets will go on sale soon. We're we're fin- finalizing up the new website. So, um, and if you do want to find Shanti's book, you can find it on the Naha Bookstore. It's Harmonized Aromatherapy. It's got a beautiful purple color. And you, she had mentioned before the um, imagery on the inside. And someone who's a photographer, I, I really, really appreciate the the beautiful uh, illustrations and stuff she has inside for it. So go go check out that book and check out her course. She does an awesome job and I'm so glad we got to sit down and have this conversation today well thank you Savannah a nice way to end and thank you so much for your time Um, and I do wish you good health and I'm glad to be one of your health team um, cheerleaders if you need (laughs) yes thank you thank you all right Shanti enjoy a beautiful colorful Colorado um, and we are sending you love from our mountains up here in Idaho and to everybody else thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Beyond Aromatic podcast and we will catch you guys next time.